0: Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP.
1: Hi, Warren and the Honest Money um, podcast. I just first want to give you guys a shout out for your cool podcast. It's so informative. um, It's so fun. It's so easy to listen to so today i have two completely unrelated questions the first one is uh, my mom inherited some money um, but she doesn't need the money to cover any living expenses as she has some savings and she's renting out properties which does cover all of her living expenses she just wants to save this inheritance money or invest it in some form of investment But she doesn't want to take on too much risk obviously because she is retired but at the moment the savings uh, or the interest rates in the bank account is not great so what investment can she invest in that is not too high risk but will also offer her a little bit of better returns than a bank account and then the second question is um, i recently started working and i've been reading up a lot about saving and a lot of the websites Give you a percentage of your income that you should save. for example 20 percent is that income pre-tax or post-tax just to give a little bit of context i invest in a provident fund through my company which is then obviously pre-tax um, and then i have some savings post-tax how would i then calculate my savings rate or is it for example 20 percent of your pre-tax income
0: Firstly, thank you very much for your wonderful compliments on uh, on our podcast. We we work really hard uh, to to make them informative and interesting. So it's great to get feedback uh, from from people who are who are finding them valuable and and entertaining. So let's talk about your mom's inheritance. Uh, I think the important thing uh, to, to remember is if your mom is let's say sixty five and retired, uh, you know she needs to plan that that she might live until age ninety five. So, uh, you know, that's another 30 years of life. And, and if you've got a, a long time horizon like that, you know, anything from around 10 years or longer, uh, you, you need to be careful of being too cautious or too conservative with your money, because you know, w- w- when inflation rates uh, are destroying the buying power of your money, you need to buy investments and, and hold those investments that will give you the best chance of beating inflation over the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and, and unfortunately, you know the, the investments that have the best chance of beating inflation are the ones that come with a bit of uh, what what they call in the industry volatility. In other words, they can go up and they can go down in value. But but the the hope is over a long period of time, they increase in value more than they they lose you money. And and that means you, you know uh, the, the best I think the best assets to to buy to beat inflation are shares. Uh, but, but that doesn't mean that your mom needs to take all of her inheritance and, and put it uh, 100% in the stock market. She can have a bit of a blend. So the, the one option, for example, if you look at the unit trust world, um, th- there is a, 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 a category of unit trusts. They're usually called stable funds, or cautious funds, or moderate funds, and those might have somewhere around a third, or you know, maybe 40% of the of the money invested in in local and global shares, with the balance being invested in cash. Uh, you know, maybe some government bonds and corporate bonds, and maybe a little bit in property companies. So, so cautious funds are designed to give a better rate of growth than uh, than a bank account. Uh, because they've got an exposure to shares with some of the money, and and hopefully over time, you know, you would expect decent uh, funds like that to give you around, you know, one or two percent a year growth above inflation, uh, and and importantly, a lot of the, the the growth is is capital, and it's not generating um, interest, and you know, interest is a killer when you have to pay tax on the interest. So so I, I think that that might be the one option for your mom to consider. Um, and, and I think it's important that if she does look at those, they need to be very low cost, uh, you know, make sure that the, the, you know, there's the low fees, uh, that the fees are transparent um, and, and you know, look at an index, uh, you know, index tracking cautious or balanced or, st- or, sorry, cautious or moderate or stable fund would, would be my preference with maybe then um, an active manager as well. So, you know, I'm not saying that you, you need to be one or the other, you can always blend Uh, You know, blend your 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 mom's investments. uh, If she wants a a pure active fund, you know the 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 alternative um, is also to to look at, for example, an income fund, uh, where where the bulk of the money is going to be invested in. In interest-generating investments, but uh, you know, d- designed to try and get more growth than than bank accounts, uh, and and there are some really good uh, you know income fund managers in the in the market. Um, and, and generally, I would prefer to pay a fund manager. I wouldn't like to buy an index because it's the one area of the market where I think uh, f- uh, fund managers have got a long-standing, you know, almost um, you know, un- a completely proven track record of beating the index in most market conditions. So, so I like income funds um, and. I don't mind paying a fund manager to, to 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 manage that money for me. Again, just be careful that the the fees are transparent. Uh, you know, I, I don't like performance fees as a rule, so so make sure that you know you, you're you're looking at that. If your mom wants some kind of a guaranteed investment, you know, w- with maybe a portion of the inheritance, they, then the only guaranteed investment that I know of that uh, that, that I'm willing to to kind of back. Uh, would be the the government's RSA retail bonds Uh, but again just be careful you know all of the interest that she would earn from those retail bonds is taxable and and so you know she she certainly shouldn't take all of her inheritance and put it into those retail bonds it needs to be uh, you know with a portion of the money and and then maybe look at a you know a a cautious or a stable or a a, um, you know a a moderate fund for, for the balance of the money so so I hope that helps your your mom in terms of um, your question for yourself, if you've started working, and you know you've you've uh, hear all of us uh, kind of personal finance people talking about what percentage of, of of your income to save, the the answer is it's it's your pre-tax income. In other words, if the company says to you that we're going to pay you hundred thousand rand a year pre-tax before deductions, uh, the, the, then you, you're looking at that. and And my suggestion is that that you want to save a minimum of 15%, so 15 out of every 100 rand before tax, you should be saving. So, so yes, you know your, your contribution to your provident fund would be part of that 15 rand contribution to your savings, but you should certainly be doing more than that. And the 15% or the 15 out of 100 rand savings is if you're happy to work until age 65. If you said to me that you want to hit financial freedom um, you know, much earlier than that, and let's say you want to do it at 45 or 50 years old, then I think you should be saving thirty out of every hundred rand um, before tax and before deductions. So, so those are the goals, and it's up to you to decide uh, where you want to get to financial freedom, how fast you want to do it, and what are the trade offs that you are prepared to make. I hope that helps you and your mom, and, and and best of luck, and keep listening.
1: Hi Warren, thanks so much for your podcast. I'm really enjoying it and learning a lot. Uh, my question is to do with shorter term saving goals around uh, two to three years saving goals, where would you uh, recommend investing for that kind of time period? Would it be a, you know, trust, uh, a balanced fund or something like that, or would it be in ETFs? Thank you so much. Cheers.
0: I think, you know, saving money for short periods of time, like, uh, you know, anything from let's say uh, a month to uh, three years is always a really tricky period of time because, you, you know, if you if let's say you're prepared to, to build up money to, to replace a car or to buy a new car, uh, in in 3 years time or you want to build up a you know big deposit on a house you know if it's if it's 2 or 3 years uh, it feels like such a long time to just put the money in cash and and earn you know a fairly low rate of interest while uh, you know you might see the stock market shooting up or you know some other investment going incredibly well and and the temptation then is to say well let, let me uh, you know rather chase growth and you know get the most amount of growth I can get because I'm 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 only doing it for a short period of time the problem is that because your time period is short, your your exposure to to investing in something like shares, whether it be in a unit trust, you know, like an equity fund or a balanced fund, or in an exchange traded fund, your problem is that uh, you've got exposure to shares in those investments, and the stock market, uh, you, you know, could easily drop by ten or fifteen or twenty percent, you know, in in a in a six month period. Um, you know, it it certainly happened in, in in the COVID crash, and you know, it happened again at the start of 2022. So, uh, you know, when you get that kind of a loss, it doesn't give you enough time if you're only, uh, you know, have a three year period to allow your money to recover and then to keep growing so that you get a reward for the risk that you've taken. So, so my answer is, you know, if you're saving for a period up to three years, you you need to take uh, very little or almost no risk with the investments, and and certainly my favourite uh, you know uh, vehicle for that wouldn't be uh, exchange traded funds at at all. In fact, I I would go for you know a, a unit trust that pays a high rate of interest so so i like uh, you know you know we 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 have spoken about that the class of uh, unit trusts before but they're called income funds um because you know an income fund aims to try and get a better rate of interest than you would get at a in a bank account but um but it's, you're paying a fund manager to kind of, uh, you know, look at the interest rate market to, to buy the underlying instruments that they believe will get you the, the, the best rate possible over that long period of time. So, so important to know that you are paying a fund manager, but but you know in in the in the fixed income category or in the in the interest bearing category, I think that uh, in, you know there are good fund managers um, and many of them that have got a good history of beating the index. So, so it is one of the times that I feel most comfortable allocating money to fund managers, uh, and and I think you know you can do that um, w- with a level of confidence. Important that you make sure that the fees on your um, on your income fund are low, and you definitely don't want to be paying. Uh, performance fees to, to a fund manager to manage an income fund. So you just want to play, pay a flat fee, uh, you know, and and try and um, make sure that it's, uh, it's as low as possible. Uh, if if you don't really want the, um, the the money to be accessible at all, if you're saying, look, I'm going to lock it away for, you know, for a, a fixed period of time, then you might consider a fixed deposit or uh, an RSA retail bond, which has a, you know, which is almost exactly the same as a, as a fixed deposit. But for me, if my time frame is not clear, in other words, I might need the money in six months or I might need it in 24 months or or 36 months, then my preference would be an income fund. I hope that helps and good luck with your savings. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP.